And on that note, good evening and welcome to Evening Sports. We're back with our last episode of the semester. What a sad, sad day it is to have our last episode. We uh, wish it wasn't the last episode, but unfortunately it is for the semester. I'm your host, Kyle. We got Drew in the studio, and we got Jack on Zoom. Say what's up, guys. How we doing? And nothing from Suo there. <laughs> Can you not hear me? Uh, it's a little low, a little low, but um, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about NFL and ML, uh, M- NBA mainly. Uh, a lot to talk about there, so... We're gonna keep it mostly at that. Maybe a little golf in there, potentially. So uh, big week. So yeah. So let's start off. NFL Week Ten just wrapped up. We had Colts Titans Thursday night. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the game you guys caught. I uh, honestly didn't watch too much of it because I thought it was a little boring. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any takes on that. Can we hear Sula? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I didn't. I didn't watch a ton of that game either. I mean, it was pretty. Nothing special happened. Yeah, I don't know if we can hear Sulo right now. So, hello, can you hear me? It's like so low. Yeah, talk louder. That. That. <laughs> no. No. It's like super low. Well, how about that? <laughs> no. Do you have like headphones in or something? No, I don't have any headphones in. It's like very low. I try to make it louder on the thing. That made it lower, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Right, All right. I'll just talk louder. I'll just talk louder. Is that, is that good speaking volume? Maybe maybe yell. I'll just scream. I'll just scream. <laughs> it's like weird. It's like not like super low, but it's like distant. It sounds distant. So. Yeah. So, um, I watched a lot of the Colts t- Titans game. If you can hear me, it was like it was. I think it showed more about how po- how that the Titans being worse than we imagined than the Colts being, like, better than we imagined. I think it seemed like the Titans played very poor special teams, very poor defense, and Tannehill kind of looked very, like, Dolphins Tannehill, which is what I might take from the game. Interesting. Uh, so let's move on to Sunday's games now, talk a little about a little bit about some of those. Um, the Buccaneers, they beat the Panthers 46-23. to and, uh, you know, Tom Brady had a vintage Tom Brady game. He had a, uh, look at his stat line. So, he touched down. 341, three touchdowns. Yeah, 28 for 39. A great game from him. Um, so, it's again, like, it's a little weird how they come out and have a great game like this. Last week they just got killed by the Saints, right? So, mm-hmm. it's a little uh, inconsistent with that team, which is why. I've been saying every week I still stand with not being super confident in them going forward. But I don't know if you guys have any opinions on that. No, I, I mean, it was just vintage Brady. But I think they, they knew they had to bounce back into that last game. And I obviously doesn't cure their inconsistencies, but good to see that he still has it. All right, so let's talk about the Giants and the Eagles. The Giants won 27-17. You guys are Giants fans. It's a huge win that actually puts them in the race for the oh, division. Yeah. Playing meaningful games now. So Surely. talk about the game and then talk about the Giants going forward. Uh, I mean, a good. despite not having any touchdowns this week throwing, uh, 
DJ had a great game. He was able to move the ball, put up more yards than I thought he was capable of against the Eagles. Um, and he had that touchdown run to open up the game, which was a huge momentum boost, in my opinion. And then it was just good to see them be able to close out a game and like get the stop when they needed to and make it a two-score game. It's just something I'm not used to seeing from them. Yeah, that, I mean, stats don't always show you the full story, and this is kind of one of those games where Danny's probably had better games before in his career, but this game he probably played at his most confident level. You saw him stand back, like, snap, take, snap, take, uh, take a snap, stand back in the pocket and, like, confidently throw balls downfield rather than just being kind of blindly throwing. And you could tell that the Giants kind of played better with this confident, more game manager Daniel Jones and kind of the willy-nilly turnover machine that we see most weeks. Yes. This is a good game from Jones. Yeah, second straight game with no turnovers, definitely a positive and something to build off of. So we're at the point now where, you know, it's our last show of the semester. We don't know, probably coming back in, like, February, right? So how do you guys feel about the Giants' playoff chances? Because this is going to be the last time we get to talk about them before the playoffs. I think it's possible, but not likely. Um, I I see them finishing six and ten. I'll stick with that. They'll go three and three to finish the season. Yeah, that, that, that's probably close to my prediction. I would say five and eleven, six and ten. I think I think they end up going on another little cold streak. I think they end up losing like a going on like a two or three game losing streak at some point. So you guys got so we got the Eagles. You got you you sticking with the Eagles to win yeah. the division. Yeah, just out of default by default. It's not like <laughs> very good at all. It's just literally there's nobody else. I'm really interested though to actually see how it goes down because it's like still like a few teams division to win. You know, so it's it's interesting. They're, they're, like that's like big. I know I know it's like Danny Dolan, but like it's big for them. Better than what they've had. Yeah, I mean he's not like a he's not a bum. He's like still no. A, yeah, he was a starting quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Roster, like having just a decent quarterback can win you the NFCs right now. So uh, yeah, so moving on, we had uh, Packers beat the Jaguars twenty four twenty. Only beat the Jaguars by four. It's kind of a little alarming to me. Not really sure how you guys feel about it, but going forward, I don't, you know, Packers just lost a couple weeks ago or last week. And now they only won by four against the Jaguars. Um, do you think this team is starting to slip its form a little bit going into the later stages of the season, or are you still pretty confident in the strong season that Rodgers is having and, you know, going forward? I think and you just can't count Rodgers. You, like, you have to just ride with him. He'll, you trust he, he will make a throw when he needs him to, even if they do lose close to the Jags and they have to play, and they play the Colts this week. They He'll 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 make the throws when you need him to. Like it's he's such a difference maker at that position that it doesn't really matter how poor they play from on a week to week basis because he's just he's the man. <laughs> I agree. I think he's gonna. I think they're. I'm pretty confident in them this year. And I, I also yeah. think like you can't really read too much into that game. Like conditions will have an effect on any game. It was cold, windy in Green Bay, and like that's kind of just a good like a bad a worse team just being able to defend uh, keep up with them a little bit. Moving on to a game that we will be talking about a little bit here. One of probably the best game of the week. Cardinals-Bills, 32-30 win. Cardinals, uh, Hail Mary win at the buzzer. Uh, Hopkins, uh, you know, 
went up over three guys, caught uh, the pass from Kyler Murray. Uh, so crazy game, crazy finish, huge complications for both teams who are uh, trying to make the playoffs and stuff like that. So uh, what were your reactions to the end of this game and just the game in general? Well, I, know, I know Drew missed, the, missed it live. Yeah, I missed the last play. I did too. It, I was walking was, to Dolan. It was <laughs> unfortunately. It was more like it was like kind of like anticlimactic. Cause like, we kind of like, it, like I know I was watching with like, my roommates, and uh, we were all kind of joking like, "Oh, they're gonna have a hail mary right here!" Like because there's 45 seconds. Like they like drive like 90 yards. It was like, "Oh, that's fine. They'll just have a hail mary right here." <laughs> and we kept saying it, and then it actually happened. And also, <laughs> like it wasn't like a clean hail mary. Like Kyler had like like roll out. Kind yeah, of he almost got him. sacked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a quick, like a... Threw it into three guys. <laughs> it was very improvised. It made it a lot more unlikely. When he threw it, it was kind of like, oh. If you watch him throw it, too, it didn't even seem like he really aimed it. He seemed like he just let it fire. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, that was one of the better ones we've seen in recent memory. Like, you always talk about Rodgers. They compared they compare to Rodgers' Hail Marys. Yeah, cause, um, well, they, you see it was, like, in the same end zone. Yeah, same end zone, same stadium. Yeah. But that, that one... I think I think the fact that it was three on one, like usually you see like a mob of people and it just happens to get like tipped up in the air or like someone jumps over someone. That was three on one for Hopkins, so I mean that that's like as good as it gets. Yeah, I agree. That that was a interesting game. It's happy to see the Bills lose too, as a Dolphins fan. It's uh gives us a little hope in the in the division. Uh so uh you know, what are we more one game back now, so uh it's pretty Pretty cool at this stage in the season for the Dolphins to be one game back. Speaking of the Dolphins, 29-21 win over the Chargers. Uh, I doubted them last week when I was picking this game. Yeah, are you convinced yet? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. No, Not yet. Good. Not quite yet. But no, yeah, I was expecting them to win this game by more. Yeah, they they were up at like what? They were up at like 14 at one point or 10, something like that. Let them claw back. Yeah. Uh, that, so, like, um, like late in the third quarter, that kind of switched the momentum. Like, Chargers were coming back a little bit down seven with the ball. I think Herbert threw a pick that brought the uh, the Dolphins back down like the one yard line, or the ten yard line. They also had another blocked punt. I mean, if their special teams and defense keeps playing this way, which is like highly unlikely, but still, their defense and special teams has basically won them like two of the past three games they played. Yeah, and that's the thing too. That's why I haven't been super sold yet. It's because like the past couple of games that they won, it's taken like crazy defensive games to win mm-hmm. you know like they're what, what's gonna happen when the defense doesn't score any points are we still gonna like win those games three games straight <laughs> so like I, I don't know and also the Dolphins what I've been seeing the past couple weeks I feel like they're not a great second half team like they put up most of their points in the first half and then they kind of go quiet so Dude, they have two of magic it doesn't matter <laughs> it's the two of magic I'm not sold yet I, I hope Hope eventually, I it will be. I'd love to see them kind of uh, have their defense have a like a rough game, or like social teams have a rough game, and see the offense kind of pick it up, and then I'll be more convinced. Yeah, they have, a, they have an interesting road ahead too. They they play the Chiefs, they play a couple good teams. So and obviously, we're gonna have to play the Bills and the Pats again. So we'll see. The division matchups are gonna be huge in that division because all those teams are pretty close now. So the rest of the, the division matchups are gonna be huge. Uh, and we'll see what happens. But uh, the Rams beat the Seahawks this week, 23-16. to 16. The Seahawks are another one of those teams that are, like, 
started out undefeated or were doing really well. Another one team that we were saying is like maybe destined this year, but you know now they're they've slipped up in the past few weeks. Like, do you think they're losing their form? Like, kind of the same question I asked with the Packers. Do you think they're losing their form, or do you think that uh, they just had a rough couple of weeks, but they'll they'll be fine and they'll, they they'll weather it? They look absolutely brutal. I was like deadly surprised that they lost this game. It's like because like season twenty three doesn't really show how not close it was I guess like this game was nowhere near as close to a seven point game like the Rams had control the whole time I, if Russ doesn't figure out like go back to what his form was before uh, before the before they lost their first game I don't know how they're going to win games with that defense that defense is like it, it's arguably one of the worst and they said I think they said there's a stat like they're giving up the most amount of yards per game in like the Super Bowl era with Jamal Adams, like, like yeah, they're better without Jamal Adams and too. Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, like they have like legit pieces, and I don't know how they they can't put them together. But I mean, if they truly uh truly fall apart, I think Pete Carroll has to like if they like fall apart like bad, not like make the playoffs and lose, but like if they like fall apart like keep losing and like finish whatever eight and eight, nine and seven, and miss the playoffs, I you have to look at Pete Carroll because like this roster is a Super Bowl roster, but. Seems like the coaching's been kind of failing them. Yeah, I think I think the players are there, but like if you watch them, <clears throat> the defense kind of is just like looking and playing soft, and a, something we're used to seeing, so it's easy to spot out. But like, granted, those are two <laughs> two of the better team, two better teams in the league. You still expect them to win those games as a, as one of the good teams. I mean, you had Jamal Adams like just like not tackling. Yeah, uh, exactly. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and it, do you think it's the coaching? I, I think it contributes to it for sure. I, I know people, like people, just assume Pierre's a good coach because they've been good for so long. But like I, I've seen a lot of stuff on like Twitter, like people kind of acknowledging that he's semi holding them back at times versus like him excelling, like helping them win. Which I mean, if they truly do like fall apart that the second half of the season, I could see that. I could see that being the case. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like mind a, a coaching change. Because yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I don't really know how they're like rest of their coaching staff has changed over time defensive coaching staff but like that's like the same system that had the the legion of boom and like mm-hmm. were like really good defensively at like what five years I ago Carroll, i know carol was still there i don't know if uh the oc and dc is still the same thing yeah that's what i'm saying i don't know about that but it's still like generally the same system carol's, carol's guys like carol's carol makes the staff puts the coaching staff together every year yeah, it's like the same system generally, so it's just interesting because they used to be like, again, like the best defense in the league, and it was only what five, six years ago. So it's interesting. But uh, moving on, a little quick note: Steelers remain undefeated. Um, and then we had the Sunday night game. So the Patriots played the Ravens. They beat the Ravens twenty-three uh, seventeen. A little weird of a little weird game, just because the weather and um, the Ravens. Had a bunch of fumbles. They didn't really look themselves, um, and I wouldn't even say the Patriots played that well either. The, the, uh, you, I mean, when you play in a monsoon like that, like a tur- tornado or, or uh, I don't know, tornado, hurricane, whatever you want to call it, hurricane like that, it is. It's been, you throw the roster out the window because no one can catch a football. Like you looked at the game, like you wouldn't catch a football even if you wanted to. Like it was impossible to see anything. Yeah, and when the, the-, <clears throat> the game they. We couldn't even watch, we couldn't even see the field and we were watching on a camera. Yeah, when the when the Ravens got the ball back for like their final drive where they could try to do something, like the conditions just got like picked up and got so ridiculous that n- no one would have been able to do anything. Yeah, you couldn't even throw a hail mary in that weather or catch one. Yeah, it was just 
played, if that game is played indoors, I think the Ravens win that game easily. And that's not even like a slight the Patriots. I think that's just like like the Patriots. That's like a perfect condition for their games. Like the way they play, just run the ball, play good defense. That's like how they play, that's how they win games usually. And the tor- that that weather helps kind of force them into that play style. It's funny because that that uh that win was all the Patriots fans needed to go from Trevor Lawrence to we're back in the playoffs. <laughs> that's right. I, I it's mean, funny. That, and now they're playing the Texans this weekend. I honestly don't even know if they beat the Tech. I like I get that like the Ravens are a lot better than the Texans, but Texans in perfect conditions versus the Ravens in like hurricane and hurting conditions. I don't know if if Watson can like take advantage of that defense. I don't know if Cam can keep up with that. Be keep up with them on offense. And we're talking about the same team that almost lost to the Jets a week ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, like, exactly. That was normal weather, and they had Flacco like dotting them up, which means that what is Watson going to do? Yeah, I, I like, agree. They're terrible linebacking core. They've been like just horribly inconsistent again. So, yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to lose some more games down the road. We don't know who they're going to be against, but they, they're, they're they definitely going to lose some. They could easily win, beat uh, Houston next week, but I wouldn't be sold them until they beat like a legit team on like in normal conditions. Because I get that you play what's in front of you, but even like, yeah. even like down the road, like when they play the Dolphins again, like the Dolphins got a lot better since we've played them. Yeah. Uh, when they play the Bills again, like all these teams, I think they're bound to lose like a few it's more games at least. I mean, they basically they have to go win close to all the rest of their games to make the playoffs. I mean, with the extra playoff spot, they have a chance. But I mean, nine and seven might not get it done this year, and that's what they're going to be at if they lose two twice more in the next. Especially if month. the two teams ahead of them keep winning, and then obviously, like you said, like teams like the Ravens who. Ravens will be another. They're not even. Gonna, they're going to be a wild card spot. They're not even going to make the. Will be, the Dolphins will be, and you have one more spot between. I'm trying to think. Browns. I think that there's. I think there's teams better than the Dolphins in the hunt right now. Browns and Raiders are both very good. Yeah. So. And they also all these teams have already have like a lead on the on the pad. So, like while they can like have it, they have, they're able to make a mistake and like lose a bad game once, in this like stretch. Pats yeah, the Pats have to be near perfect. So, uh, finally, our Monday night game last night, Vikings Bears nineteen thirteen win for the Vikings. Uh, you know, I I didn't really watch this game too closely uh, to tell. I know that the Bears had that big uh, like hundred yard kickoff return and yeah, it opened the second half. It's pretty. Will Patterson, yeah, literally their only source of offense the entire night. They are. Him and Allen Robinson, I feel bad for the two of them because they are actually very good, and <laughs> they are stuck on like the. They, honestly, it makes like the Giants' offenses of the past few years look like very good. <laughs> well, did I, Nick Nick Foles got hurt too, right? Well, like the last like twenty seconds, he already, he hadn't done much before that. Was it like a serious injury though? Um, I think it ended up being just like a, point, a hit point or something. I actually don't know. I think yeah. So I mean, it's. It looks bad for them. They, I think they had what fourteen yards of offense in the first half or second half. <laughs> it was like nothing. At one point, I think the third quarter they had three three and outs and negative two yards. So, like that's inconsi- That's incompetence at its finest. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's just another one of those games that was just like kind of just boring me to death. So I wasn't really paying attention to it. Um, kind of tough to sit through. So uh, that was week ten. So, uh, you know. You don't really. I guess you don't really have to write down our picks for this week since we're not going to be back. 
but we're still going to make our picks. You can write them down. Write them down. I want to know next week. (laughs) Um, So are you ready with that? Yeah. All right, so we'll start off Thursday night game. Thursday night, Cardinals-Seahawks. This one's in Seattle, I believe. Let's take a look. This one's in Seattle. So, uh, man, this is actually going to be a good game. I hope, like, the Seahawks show up and play, like, they well, got to at home. I, it's hard to uh, answer back what they had the first time they played that that overtime Sunday night game. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I think like it's like a almost must win situation for them because of uh, the way they've been losing and stuff. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks as well. I uh, I think they're gonna bounce back, and uh, I don't know if the Cardinals can follow that last one up. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Cardinals. I mean, I don't see them. On a short week like this, I don't see them turning around that quickly. If it was a Sunday to Sunday, I would say they have a full week of prep. They can kind of figure stuff out. But three days or four days to turn around and play again, it's not enough time to kind of fix an ailing team. So uh, start with the Sunday games. This one's going to be a little easier for us to pick. Steelers, Jaguars. Uh, pretty sure we're all going to pick the Steelers here. Sweep. Steelers. But Jags, don't don't, don't uh, sleep on them. <laughs> They can. They they, they played uh they who they they played the Texans close and they played the Packers, Packers close with Lutton. So so third game, uh, Lions Panthers, Panthers are at home this week. Uh, they haven't been playing too bad recently, even though they've been dropping a couple close games against good teams. Lions just beat the Washington Football Team last week. So uh, give me the Panthers at home. Give me Teddy. Uh, I'm gonna take the Panthers too. Panthers, see, it depends on if Teddy actually ends up playing because I think he's been getting MRIs for something. I forget which injury he had. And what's but, uh, what's good with McCaffrey, too? McCaffrey, I think he's out this week. Oh, my God, he's a fantasy killer. Uh, that, I got Mike Davis. That trade is looking better and better for me, <laughs> even though he's not doing much. I'm going to go Lions and talk about the uh, uh, Bridgewater news. All right, we got Patriots, Texans. You kind of gave a little preview to this one already. Uh, this one's in Houston. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots on the road right now. I think they'll win it this. I think they'll win this week. Deshaun and the Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go Texans too. Patriots have played very poorly on the road this year. It seems like outside of that Chiefs game, their defense played well, but I think I think Deshaun has a big game. And it'll be a, a win-win for me. Uh, hopefully, the Patriots lose, but if they win, then I'll have a victory in this little pick game we do uh titans ravens this one's in baltimore uh two good teams uh i think give me the titans on the road a little repeat of last year playoffs i don't know man (laughs) uh are you going to you go go. It's like you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, because I just do not. Kn- I'm going to go with the Ravens. We're going to bounce yeah. back this week. I'm going to go Ravens, too. I think <laughs> although, the, although the, Raven text, uh, yeah, the Ravens looked very bad, I think the Titans looked even worse, at home especially. So, Ravens. Um, we'll go Eagles-Browns next. Uh, Browns are home. I think I'm going to take the Browns at home. They're fighting for that wild card spot. Eagles fighting for the division though so 
maybe they'll lose here and the Giants will be sitting even prettier. I would love to see Baker just tear them up. Baker, more. it's going to be Chubb and Hunt. Baker will throw for 115 yards. <laughs> Two picks, a touchdown. Yeah, no, their they're front four did not look good. They played. They played against the Texans last week. I actually think I think I saw them complete two passes the whole game watching red zone. Do you guys all pick the Browns? Yeah, I'm gonna go Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. All right, we got Falcons Saints. Saints are home in this one. Uh, I think they're gonna beat the Falcons at home. No Drew Brees. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Jameis is gonna beat the Falcons. Yeah. Dude, you let Jameis. Once you let Jameis let that gun loose. He's not going to put it away. Oh. They'll have Taysom Hill in the mix, too. Come on. Oh, that's tempting. The first time Jameis lets it fly next week, he actually, like, he'll like turn to a different person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the unpopular pick. I'm going with the Falcons. I think, I, I think, I, no, I'm about to go. I think, I think, Teddy, oh, not. I think Jameis has a stretch of games like Teddy had last year for the Saints. Wow. He picks up where Drew leaves off. Well, did with Drew Brees' injury, was it, like, serious? Like, is he going to be out for the season? He's got uh, a punctured lung, right? It sounded serious. Optimistically, two to three weeks, more, more likely, like, a lot longer. Oh, so, but, like, five, back by the playoffs? Possibly. I don't know. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll see. Um, five broken ribs and a punctured lung. So yeah, it sounded bad. very serious, so I don't know. But we got a... Uh, Bengals versus the Washington football team. Washington's home. Oof. Um, I'm going to take Washington at home because uh, they just lost. Uh, I think they need to try to stay in the playoff mix as well. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals. Just because it helps us. Spurs <laughs> do for a big win. See, I was going more for the, like with the Pats, I was going more for like the, you pick the team you want to lose. And then gotcha. Or, <laughs> no, you pick. Yeah, you pick the team you want to lose, and it's a win-win. It's either they lose or you lose. Joey B's do. Uh, we got Jets Chargers. Uh, so I think we're all gonna pick the Chargers here. I don't know if anyone's going for a first Jets win though. They're due. If there was one, it would it would like be this game. <laughs> Looking quarterback, you never know what might happen. Are you out, Sam, Sammy Darnold back out on the West Coast. Come on. Are you picking them, Drew? Yeah. It's Drew's picking the Jets. Uh, the Jets will get their first win this week. You know Guarantee. <laughs> so, who you pick? I'm picking, I'm picking the Chargers. You know oh, okay. Flacco starting? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, 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 but it's team morale. <laughs> honestly, I think they have a better chance of winning with Joe Flacco than... Yeah. I think so, too, honestly. Yeah, he played... He was, he was somewhat impressive. He like he was back in Baltimore. Well, I 100% agree with that. Um... That was the start of the 4 o'clock games as well. Uh, we also got Dolphins-Broncos, Dolphins on the road in Denver. I'll take the Dolphins in this one. I'll, I'll I'll be confident enough to pick them against the Broncos, who don't even have a starting quarterback this week. Yeah, it's Bortles, looks like. The boat's coming in. Wow. Really? I think I think they said he might. I saw someone else. The Dolphins. Is it Ripian? I, don't, I actually don't know who their backup is. The Dolphins, Um. well, you guys can make your picks first. but I'm taking the Dolphins, too. Yeah, I'll go Dolphins as well. Yeah, Dolphin Finns, like one of the Dolphins fan pages said that Drew Locke's out, and it looks like... But they said he's unsure of his, like, unsure of playing. Adam Schefter, it looks like uh, Brett Ripien. Brett Ripien, yeah. He's going to play, so I don't even know who that is, but I almost would rather face Locke. 
I think Ripley and the Jets game that they played. They played like I'm not sure. I, I think like Lock. I'd rather play Lock. He's like kind of awful. So. Nah, but Lock has that magic sometimes. I don't know. He, uh, yeah, that charger that charger game. He what came out from what twenty one down in the second half. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm riding with Tua here. Watch. Uh, we got Cowboys Vikings. This one's in Minnesota. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to win at home. Yeah, Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings as well. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings too. All right, we got Packers Colts. Packers are on the road. Pretty sure your your roommates were telling us to take the Packers, right? As we were leaving your house. Oh yeah, I mean the Colts are favorites for really for what? Yeah, that's like very weird. I think the Packers are going to be motivated this week, especially after playing kind of rough, like four-point win over the Jags. I was going to pick the Packers regardless, even like if I just blindly was picking this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Packers. I, I don't like. I think the Colts are like very overrated. I think their offense is. Yeah, I agree. Very reliant on a very good, like a very bagging from the defense and a good game from their O line, which is very good. But I think I guess Aaron Rodgers you have to score. A lot quicker than what they do with their like they they had like what fifteen play drives in the Titans it's all runs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not that I'm not that confident in the Colts either. So we're all picking packs. Go Pecco. Um. So then we got the Sunday night game: Chiefs Raiders. This one's in Vegas. I'm gonna take the Chiefs on the road, coming off the bye week. Patty Mahomes get me some fantasy points. We'll ride with the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. I, wanna, uh, I, I, I know you want to take the Raiders. Do it. I, I do, but no, but it, they just beat they like, Then they just beat them. There's no way they lose twice to a team. There's no way. Chiefs. I don't know. Could be a way. Um, Monday night, our final game, our final pick of the semester. Our final football pick of the year, probably, depending on when we come back in the Super Bowl. But, uh... Rams, Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Give me Tom Brady at home versus his uh, what what Barry on Twitter would call uh, his identical counterpart, Jared Goff. <laughs> give me Tom Brady at home. I'm gonna go with the Bucks too. I think they're gonna ride ride with the momentum. Yeah, I think I think the Rams only win when they can hide Goff's inefficiencies, and they're not gonna be able to hide him against a team like the Bucks. Okay, now. Before we wrap up NFL, we mentioned it already, last show of the semester, likely last show before the Super Bowl, Bowl honestly. Give me your two Super Bowl teams and a winner, and why. Give me a second, got to think. <laughs> That's a lot to ask. It's, it's I, I, tough, but it, it, I, just because we're not going to really talk about NFL, probably. I'm just going to let you know that now. Who? Yeah, we'll cheese for some. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. As well, don't we all? Um, <laughs> like three weeks ago, I'd say Chief Seahawks. We asked like legit like three weeks ago, but now, last time sure it's so wide open. Uh, you know what? I'll go Chiefs Bucks, Chiefs Buccaneers. Wow, I was thinking that, but I think I'm gonna go Chiefs Packers, and the Chiefs are gonna win. Um, interesting, because I kind of want to pick Chiefs Packers too. I don't really want to like. Like trail you though. <laughs> I didn't. I wanted to take Bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm just like I'm not super consistent. I don't think the Buccaneers are super consistent. Brady does have like playoff experience and stuff, but 
the two top seeds are the Saints and the. See, I would have liked to pick the Saints actually if Drew Brees wasn't hurt and like we don't yeah, know what their record's going to be going into the playoffs and what seed yeah, they're going to be. Let me see a week of Jameis. I'll give you. A, I'll, I'll be able to tell. Yeah, it would maybe change if we made these picks later. Maybe even the Cardinals sneak in. I'll go. I'll go Chiefs Packers. Chiefs win. Never know. I'll go Chiefs Packers. Chiefs win. Uh, I, yeah, me and Drew are riding with the same pick. So. Packers after that NFC Championship last year. Give me your MVP. Quick MVP. MVP. Of the season. Yeah. Kyler Murray. I don't know. Looks like Russ kind of shot himself in the foot. For yeah. The last couple weeks. Russ has dropped. He sky like falling out of the sky from the MVP race. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Kyler. His, his division counterpart. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, he has the best stats. If they keep winning, he has the best stats out of anyone. I feel like. So. I still feel like Mahomes is just like the best quarterback though. Like he just like. Yeah, you got to read the plate. You got to read the storylines. It's all about. It's all I know about. they pick up on the storylines. If they just pick the best player every year, LeBron would win MVP every year. Give me Rodgers. That's a very interesting one. That's a, that's a sneaky one because he's not as like you never really think about him with MVP anymore. That you know he's good, but you never think of him for. Like, he's yeah. been having monster games too. Yeah, but exactly. He goes under the radar, like you said with like storyline things, like Brady too. Storyline wise, it goes under the radar. Brady kind of hurt himself with that Saints game. Yeah, it is one had, game, though. Brady also, I mean, the uh, Packers also had, or uh, Packers, Rodgers had a very bad game against the the Bucks a couple weeks ago, too. So, I mean, like, you can, you can rebound from one bad game. It's just like a stretch, like, like Russ has had. It's hard to come back from. Yeah. yeah. I'll take Mahomes, but, um, yeah, those are three valid picks by us, I think. So, uh, that. Top, the top three. Yeah, so, so that wraps up our NFL talk. Um, so, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about the NFL this semester. Uh, let's talk some NBA for the second half of our show. Uh, there's a lot going on. The trades um, trades were just allowed to become official yesterday at noon, um, and the draft is tomorrow night, so um, it's a really cool time for the NBA. Also, the season starts December 22nd, so it's all really like coming at kept coming at us like pretty pretty quickly. Uh, so. I mean, it, 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 it was like a very quick turnaround. Very like, quick, yeah. Like players even more like, kind of like slow down. Because well, I mean, like the... Um, Lakers and Heat were saying. The uh, NBA Finals were in like October, right? <coughs> so it's like such a quick turnaround, but... I mean, for most of the players, it's been like an extra long offseason, technically. Yeah, because we, we, we think about the Lakers, but you think about teams that either didn't go to the bubble or like didn't make the playoffs or went out in the first round. They stopped playing in... Uh, July, August, even before that, for people that didn't go to the bubble. So, like the Knicks and Warriors, who literally haven't played. Knicks haven't played since March. Yeah, they've almost been like almost a year off, like eight months off. So, so you gotta you gotta kind of um, account for all those teams. Yeah, you gotta give and take. Um, so a lot of trades going down. Let's just dive into them, and we'll just talk about them, I guess. So, uh, I guess I, I want to start off with the Thunder, just because a lot of. A lot has happened, and I'm a Thunder fan. Uh, we'll start. We'll start small first. We'll start with uh, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Danny Green and some picks. Danny Green, the throw-in. so sad. <laughs> so I love Danny Green. I, I've always liked Danny Green. I know you do too. We've talked about it on this show. <laughs> um, so. Thunder, you'll, you'll, 
he'll be he'll he'll be another vet like as long as they keep like a couple veterans on the team, they could still like be competitive. They'll never be like dead awful. I feel like unless they give like up like everyone except for Shed. Like if they give up like Adams and everyone, then they could get very bad. But like right now, they're still a very competitive team, I see. So like. I'm like happy with all this. I really like Dennis Schroeder, but if you're gonna rebuild, rebuild. Don't keep you know yeah, like don't. Don't go half in. Like, don't go one foot in, one foot out. I appreciate all those guys that were on that team last year because, like, last year was technically a rebuild year, and they still gave their all and fought and made the playoffs and almost made the second round. Like, they were rewarded with it. They, yeah. were, they were one possession away from beating the Rockets. So, you know, um, I was, like, thankful for those guys, for their efforts last year, and if we're going to start a real rebuild now uh, and not, like, a half rebuild, um, I'm happy to let those guys go. And especially Dennis, like, going to the Lakers, I'm really happy because, like, we partially like the Lakers on this show, and uh, he's going to obviously go to a situation where he has a chance to win a ring, and I'd I'd love to see him win a ring. So I'm happy for him, and I think the return was good, honestly. Yeah, first-round pick for sure. I mean, that's what what I'm saying. Like, these guys, like, they they were on a rebuilding team, and, like, it was, like, a blatant rebuild team. I mean, they they played as hard as they could, and they got rewarded for it. I mean, like, CP3, Schroeder, like, they got reward for playing hard by getting put on like a championship caliber team. Yeah, and, and Sam Presti is such a good general manager. Um, well, he's just a genius general manager in terms of trades and stuff. But the he Thunder is such a classy organization too that they were probably happy to let these guys go and like kind of. It wasn't like a like a bad bad blood relationship. It was like we know what you, we have you for. like CB3 especially like they knew what his job was. They knew he wanted out and. Even something came out last week where, like, the Thunder had some agreement with Paul George that they were going to let him leave, and it it, uh, it wasn't as, like, bad as it seemed where, like, he just, like, it seemed like he kind of just ditched us. It was, like, it seemed more like now what what came out that, like, they had an agreement with him to let him go. It's, it's such, like, a far cry from what, like, it's going on with the Rockets right now with Harden. Like, it seems like they're basically holding him hostage at this point. Yeah. Like, they were gonna, like, basically using, like... like they're literally like, like he wants out. He's like publicly said he wants out, and now it's like we'll hold you for as long as we want. Like, yeah, it, it, you're at it's their like mercy. Get the players like that, especially a guy like Harden, who's literally like made Houston like a relevant franchise again. Yeah, and the Thunder haven't done that with anyone. They didn't do it with Russ, Paul George. So, um, classy organization. But yeah, I like the return for Schroeder, and Schroeder's a very good player. He's young still. He's gonna be a very good bench guy for the Lakers. He he. Should have been sixth year, sixth man of the year, in my opinion, this year. I think he said that especially. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. Maybe it was like, um, if like Schroeder played in L.A. and not Oklahoma City, he would have been the easy sixth man of the year. Yeah, he is such a good role player. Didn't Lou Will win it again, or who won it? Trez, Montrezl Harrell won it. Possibly. Yes, yeah, I think it was. I mean, like I, can't, I honestly think like Schroeder's better than Montrezl Harrell by a lot. So it's, yeah. Especially the roles, especially the role he played for the Thunder versus the role Harold played, it's just I think Schroeder swap, was way more important to the team. If they swap cities, they would be it would be different. Like the voting, yeah. I feel. So, but uh, no, I, I think he's going to be really good on the Lakers in terms of like when guys need to sit and go on the bench. Um, he'll be a good like bench guy, role guy. So I'm happy. I'm excited to see him. I think he'll fit good in LA. Chris Paul trade. Uh, Chris Paul to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Rubio, um, who is it, Ty Jerome, Jerome and Laquay or something. And then, like, two first-rounders. Two first-rounders? Yeah. 
Uh, another good return, in my opinion, honestly. Was I talking to you about that with Ricky Rubio? How it's like yeah. a, very, a very underrated player. Obviously, CP3 is better than him, but I mean, if you can, like, they're very good at like giving up assets and gaining like picks while also kind of getting a replaceable player back for that for that guy. So here's the thing with that is like I don't think like the talk around like Thunder like Twitter and stuff is that like they don't really think that Ricky Rubio is gonna stay on this team though. And that's also what they said about Chris Paul last year, so you never know. Yeah, that is true. And they don't think Danny Green's going to stay either. Um, Danny, and, like, Danny Green's much more likely than Rubio. Yeah, I don't think he'll stay. There's no point of him. He's been on. He's won a ring his past two seasons. There's no reason yeah. for him to be on a rebuild Thunder team. Like, probably rather just retire at that point. So CP3 where's like a number one option. Like it might like help him to be that. Yeah, Danny Green can't run a team. Exactly. He's he's that role no matter what, what team he's on. So why do it on a bad team? Yeah. So, but like you said, like Sam Presti too. Like getting picks. But he's also getting guys that are going to get him more picks. Like, yeah. Green's probably going to get him. Green could maybe get you a late first rounder. Um, yeah. If they buy him out, it's still like a, it's still worth a trade. Yeah, and then Rubio could get you like a second rounder or two. And even like you said, if we wound up keeping Rubio, he's not like so much worse than Chris Paul. Obviously, like leadership wise and like veteran role. But in play style, let's like take out the name and the legacy. Just in terms of direct play style, they play very similarly. Yeah, and both solid mid-range game, solid drop, like finishing ability. Both are really good passers. And who knows? Who really knows how Chris Paul's going to play this season? Because he didn't play that well on the Rockets. Had some. He had a crazy season this year for the Thunder, but like he's no, getting no, older. No one really just gets good again at thirty-five like that. Like he may just had a fluke year. You never know. Exactly, and and the thing is too, like you say that. He's 35. Say the Thunder held on to him for one more season or two more seasons. Uh, his trade value is only going to go, like, down. significantly down over the next couple of years. So this is probably, like, this is, like, the peak of his trade value after, like, a he led, like, a really bad team to, like, a first-round yeah. almost win. Like, if you held him for another season, his trade value would probably be so much worse. So I really like it. And, again, Chris Paul's another guy that, I'm so thankful for like Thunder fans really loved him because he didn't have to put in that type of effort with a bad team and they had a 0.2% chance to make the playoffs and then they wound up almost making it out of the first round against the Rockets so he was just like a class act guy great guy um so like we all kind of just wish him the best and I, I do hope he does well I don't think he's gonna win a ring on this with the Suns but um I wish he would win, win a ring at some point in his career but it's I, looking a little unlikely that was my rationale for why it was like a dumb, not a dumb trade, but like not a great trade for the Suns. That he he makes you much better, but like they don't get closer to a ring now. No. They get closer, not much. It's like marginal. They're anything. like just they're basically just like the Thunder now. They're like a little bit better than the Thunder team this year like, because they have like, Devin Booker and Aiton. But it's like basically either a no playoffs or a first round exit. Yeah. Like People are saying they're like a top three team. Like they're like they'll be like a six seed, a seven seed. They're, they're literally going to be like the Thunder this year. It happens every year with NBA teams. They get like the flashy player that's like not a, like a flashy pickup, and it's like they're going to be really good this year. Yeah, so I don't know. I wish the best for Chris Paul. I think he was an awesome like mentor too for like Shea and the rest of the guys this year. So um, I really think it was like a not a wasted year at all. So I'm happy with all the returns we got, the picks we got. I'm interested to see what happens with the trade with the um, draft. I don't think the Thunder are are done making moves before this draft, whether it be tomorrow during the day or tomorrow during the draft. I think 
think there's going to be some stuff going on with Sam Presti. He has way too many picks to not trade some around. So we'll see what happens. But as it stands, the Thunder have the 25th and 28th pick in the first round this year. So it's not – I don't know. We'll see who we get. At that point, like, when it's that deep in the first round, I don't even know, like, who, who we're projected to take. But you never know. We'll see. Um, let's talk about Harden now with you. You're a Nets fan. Uh James Harden is trying to force his way to the Nets. I don't uh, think it's close. I, I saw. It's know, basically I, yeah. I saw it's basically like verbal agreement. But I don't know if that's that's no Woj or Shams yet. But that's that's what Nets like what writers have said. What Shane's boy said, yeah. So <laughs> granted, he does have some uh, some like respect. He got he had Katie and Kyrie going to the Nets first, so you never know. Yeah. No. No. Like I mean, if you're a reporter, you definitely are speaking on something. It's not just like. Not just like throwing like stuff out yes. the window, but, but uh, yeah. No, so yeah, so uh, so like James Harden to the Nets is a almost close to done being deal thing, I guess. So just talk about you as a Nets fan. I guess just your opinion on this whole thing. I mean, when it's in terms of like talent, like when you're that good, like you trade for a guy. Like everyone's like, oh, there's like no fit. Like obviously these guys, they know each other. They're friendly with each other. They 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 know how each other play. Like. They don't just make this trade like not thinking about like the, they obviously have thought about that. They know someone will have to sacrifice like a little bit to give up to other people, and they've all. I feel like people mentioned like oh like Caden Hard didn't work in Oklahoma City, but I mean that was what over a decade ago at this point. It was a decade? Yeah, Harden wasn't even really that good back then. All matured since then. Like they all know. Like they've all like had individual success. Like they've all done a lot, and now they want that like that team success. And I, I think they realize that. So it's not like. Like they're not going out there trying to score 40 a night like they were when they were 24, 25 years old. They're going out there to win games at this point in their careers. And KD's won a ring. Kyrie's won a ring. Like, they have experience now. They're older, like you said, so. They've done it with other people. Like, they want to do it with, like, like KD, obviously, everyone says, like, oh, you want it because of Curry. Kyrie, everyone's like, oh, it's your own, you're with LeBron. Like, it's like, they kind of want to win it with, the, with themselves and not be against someone's shadow, which they know they, they can do together. So, so... I agree with you. Like, I was just talking to Ryan back at the house before, and he was saying something about, oh, if the Nets thing doesn't work, the Celtics are thinking of trading Jalen Brown and some other pieces for Harden. And I was like... Article, but that's also Bleacher Report. I was like, oh, like, that'd be... I was like, I think that'd be pretty good, honestly. He was like, I wouldn't like it. And, like... That you don't like good players? I just think it's like... He's like, oh, well, Jalen Brown's such a big piece, important piece of this team. And I'm just like, if you have the chance to get a generational superstar... You get I him. Love, I love Karis LeVert, and you know how much I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Like he's like one of my favorites. But like, like I'll root for him even on the Rockets. But like, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert are nowhere near what Harden is. Jalen Brown isn't even close to what Harden is. Yeah, and so the thing know. is, like, you can go on this season with KD, Kyrie, and a bunch of like average guys, or you can get a generational talent, James Harden. And if if it doesn't work, then it didn't work. But. Yes. You, but you, didn't, you took the chance. You'd much rather – it's better than a what if, and, and you know what I mean? So like, imagine, imagine they lose in, like, game seven to – like, game seven to eight. Eastern finals next year without Harden, and they, like, they're like, just not scoring enough. Like, they didn't have enough, like, scoring output. Yeah, or win. someone gets hurt. Like, it's – you know what I mean? Like, what if we just traded, like, Harden – like, traded for Harden back then? Like, we would have, like, won it easily. You don't want to, like, think that way. Yeah, I'm fully on board with you. If you can get a generational superstar, I don't think you should ever turn that down for the the I'll chance like of that. that, oh, maybe they don't have the chemistry or whatever. 
also doesn't help like the Twitter like t- has a field day with it because like they're like kind of memes like everyone's like oh hard like plays defense but like it's been proven like time and time again like Harden is like statistically a very good defender yeah he had that defensive play against the Thunder to clinch that first round this year with Kyrie who may not try much but like, he's still like an average defender like he doesn't need to be like a stud but he can do it if he has yeah uh, yeah so so uh what was I gonna say about the whole oh yeah and also I see like that Serge Ibaka might go to the Nets too like they're in talks yeah. that would be so sick I would be so jealous honestly but that would be a sick OKC reunion and if they can keep Joe Harris, they'll they'll be set. They'll I would have. I would love to see the first time that Russ plays against that team next year. It's like it's like they just yeah. they just like organize the reunion without him. He's probably he's probably like kind of pissed at them for that if that happens. I can only imagine. <laughs> he would probably be tight, and and that would be a really interesting team. And like I said, I'd be so jealous because I love Ibaka, um, you know, and and. I liked Katie and Harden. I don't like them anymore, but it'd be like uh, I'd be jealous. It'd be like my childhood team, but it's just somewhere else now, and I'm not a fan of them. So, but for you, I, I wish you the best. I guess <laughs> with them, um, I don't know. Don't count chickens before they hatch. But uh, also, Russ might be on the move. I know Knicks fans are some are in, some are out on wanting him. If I'm a Knicks fan, I want him. Definitely out. It's just it's just a waste of space. He'll just take shots with margin. Yeah, but they're so bad. Like you can get any you need any help you can get at that point. Some type of talent infusion. I just think that they're so bad. They need help they can get. I think Russ would be a good mentor for as much as people love to clown Russ. He's like a really good mentor. He'll push those guys so hard to get better. Like he really will. He'll expect so much more out of them than they give. So right now. Right now, they don't have, like, any good veterans or anyone to, like, teach them or push them or anything. It's like... Because they just bring in, like, they bring in bums. They bring in exactly, they bring in bums. So, if I'm a Knicks fan, I want Russ to just teach those guys. That would be so valuable for, like, Barrett and those guys. It, it would be... I think it'd be... They wouldn't maybe even make the playoffs, but it'd be so valuable. And I think they would make the playoffs with Russ. Because he took they, some bad Thunder teams to Western Conference playoffs, and that's a better conference than the East. He, I mean... I mean, they literally just teach him how to win games, which, like, the Knicks, these Knicks players, like, literally have never done in their careers. And yeah, guys, and he wants out of the Rockets. Like, it would be the perfect time to trade for him. I think I think it would be really worth be it. Like a, he's not even looking to be, like, a winner. He's looking to be, like, a number one guy, which he knows he'll be on the Knicks. Yeah, it would literally just be, like, Thunder. It would be, like, his, like, his MVP Thunder season, like, part two. So, I, I, I know, like, some of my friends don't want him. I think my dad would probably want him. He's a Knicks fan. Um. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah. So, um, a tweet or a, a tweet that uh, what was retweeted that we kind of talked about what we were talking about before. It said, "We're going to get uncomfortable." High-ranking Rocket source says regarding going to camp into the season with unhappy superstars. So, I mean, what we said before, it's like doing right by your your players that want out. It's like kind of kind of insensitive, un- immoral, I guess, that they're just like basically hold them hostage like this that's funny Shams tweeted that the Rockets and Wizards have a, a deal centered by Russ for John Wall I, saw that. I did see that that's kind of interesting too but I don't know but, I mean, they're able to, like I don't know why they would ruin like just like scrap a season just to for a point I guess I guess to get better a better package but like no one really offered packages except for the Nets so it's like well, the one, the other one that's like really like interesting is if the if the Sixers went after him, they have way better assets to trade. But but 
Grant, then again, I don't think they give a Ben Simmons or James Harden. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the Sixers are way too um, in on him. To way too devoted to Ben and and be at this point. Like, I think there's no way. I think Harden would make that team better than Ben Simmons. Harden would make both teams better, but I I just don't know if the Sixers would be willing to give up Ben Simmons. Yeah. I think scoring is like they don't have like a scorer. I think that would make their team so much better. That's why like them with Jimmy was like low key could have won the championship that that year, but. Then they trade or they get rid of Jimmy and they like had no like outside scorer like that. Yeah, but Harden and Embiid would be sick, I think. But like you said, I don't think they're gonna do it. But yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's just odd the Rockets are doing this with no leverage like this. But so yeah, yeah, it's like one of the top five guys in the league, and like they can't even get like any good assets for him. Like whatever, the, I don't even know what the Nets are giving up for him, but I imagine it can't be great. And then you have guys like Schroeder that are getting first round picks. And Maybe it's like Dimwitty convert Allen a bunch of picks, it would, which isn't even a bad package on his own. It's just, it's just not that one star they want, which is like what they're going. It's for. like not really going to make them better at all. They give them good players to have. There's not like they want that one guy that's going to like replace Harden, but it, unless they get Simmons, no one's going to do that. Or like a really good couple picks. Yeah, I mean the Nets. Do I don't know, like the draft isn't even that good this year, though. So yeah, the future they have good first rounders. I, I just, it's just I think they're literally just trying to train to anyone except the Nets. They're just waiting for someone to. They're probably just trying to spite him because that's his desired destination. But. But as the longer it happens, the longer it goes on, no one's interested in Harden. It's going to make it worse for the Rockets. The Bucks also traded for Drew Holiday. That was interesting because yeah. apparently they didn't call on CP3. I thought. If, I thought yeah. that would have been a sick spot for him to go. He goes to a championship contender, and I think that would be like a great move for the Bucks. And Drew is still very good. I mean, they gave up a lot, but they gave up a lot for him. But I mean, if, it, if that also, it's also based on who Giannis wants. If Giannis wants Drew Holiday, you get Drew Holiday, and you get whatever you want for it. Because obviously, he's a free yeah. agent. I'm still gonna be like a a Bucks doubter going into next season for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Even with what they they Drew Holiday, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Giannis, and uh, Middleton, like they still don't have that guy that can score with the ball in their hand. Like Giannis still isn't that guy that can just take the ball like down down two with thirty seconds left and give you a basket. I still don't trust him to do that yet. What team did uh, Divincenzo go to? Did he go to the Kings or did he go to Pelicans? It was in the Kings trade. Interesting. Which, I mean, I would have loved to see him go to the Pelicans. Divincenzo is just as good, if not like that, like just as good as Bogdan. I feel like I feel like that was kind of like an odd. Yeah, that was weird, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, but I mean, I like Bogdan Madonovich. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Uh, draft tomorrow. See who everyone takes and stuff. Uh, but yeah, other than that, is there any other NFL, NBA stuff you want to talk about? No, I'm good. All right. Well, I think that's kind of wraps up our show tonight. We had a good show. Talked a lot about. Uh, or do you want to talk about golf, Drew? Wow, Masters gets no respect. I'm trying to get out of here. All right, so, forget <laughs> it, forget no, 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 it. We'll do it, we'll do it. We got four minutes, we got four minutes. Uh, I mean, it was interesting to say the least. I uh, was expecting a pretty interesting weekend after uh, there was a big tie after two rounds. Uh, DJ eventually just... Uh, <clears throat> DJ dominated, minus 20, he had the... Uh, best major finish in a major tournament. Uh, Tiger, he contended. Would have liked to see him try to repeat, but uh, he had a sextuple bogey on one of the holes in the last round, which kind of screwed him over. 
And then it was definitely just weird to see Augusta without patrons. And uh, both of my picks did hit. They uh, both made the top five. I don't know how you guys did. Uh, who was my pick? Jason Day or something? Yeah, he missed the cut, which was pretty surprising. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunate for me. What's who? Shawplay in the show. I, I might have said Shawplay. I don't uh, think you did. That sounds like a name I've never heard before. That might have been a later. I, I said I, I, I picked him personally. I, I thought he was going to win before. But uh, yeah, um, I didn't do well in my picks. The people I thought was going to win. <laughs> Shawplay didn't have a bad week. He didn't have a bad week, but he, he kind of dropped off after like the first day or two. Top 20. But yeah, you know. Uh, that was a little golf take. I, I still don't really know much about golf, so it was hard. But uh, that's our in-house golf little thing for you guys there to end off our show. It's been a fun semester. We've now been doing the show for two and a half years. So uh, thank you to everyone who listens. And uh, you can listen on Spotify if you'd like. Evening Sports on Spotify. We just got a new logo on there, too, so that's kind of cool. They finally spell our names right. Um, so... That's awesome. So if you want to listen to our Spotify, listen back to our whole semester, you can. This show will be on there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next semester. Um, Probably a new time, so stay tuned for that. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for listening again. Uh, Everyone stay safe. Have a good Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving. Uh, And we'll see you in February for the last time this semester. It's been Evening Sports on WVOF 88.5 FM. Take care, and we'll see you next semester.